Where did you like to play as a child? I ask this question a lot because childhood memories shape us into the people we become. Welcome to Play It Forward, a worthy podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Ritson. Thanks so much for joining me. I talk a lot about play. I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm an educator, and I'm a playground designer. So I want to gather some of my favorite people who are advocates of children and nature and create a space to have an honest conversation about getting more kids outside. The power of play is very often underestimated and I think we all need a little more play in our lives. Welcome to another Play It Forward Worthy podcast. I've got a special guest all the way from partial lockdown in Melbourne. We've got Emmeline Carroll Southwell. Um, This podcast moving forward is all about celebrating challenging times, unique times in the form of what is the capacity of what a mum can achieve during lockdown. And I just want to share this. We need more good news stories. We need more love. We need more light. We need more compassion. And that's why I want to share the story of Emmeline and her three kids with you today. Thank you so much for joining us on the Plat Forward podcast. Thank you, Lucas. Thank you so much for asking me. First and foremost, how are you doing personally during these unique times? Well, we're doing a little bit better now, I think, now that some of the restrictions have eased up. But I I think it's going to be, I think the aftershock of the last six months is going to take some time. Uh, I think there's lots of ups and lots of downs and the year is pretty much wrapping up and yet it feels like not a great deal has been achieved. So um, it's going to take some time, I think, to really shake off what has happened so far. What's outstanding about your year as an outsider looking in? I'm sure there's been those super challenging times, but it seems like what springs to mind when I um, delve into your story and everything that's happened is when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. And that's what it really seems like you've done with your family. But we start in the same place we do with all guests. If you're an eight-year-old, if you're a doctor, doesn't matter. What matters is where did you play as a child? Where did, I, where did I play as a child? I grew up in the Yarra Valley in Victoria, which is very lush, green countryside. Uh, so I had the privilege of having a lot of space, uh, but I was a very imaginative child. So I really didn't, you know, I wasn't as outdoorsy as probably I had the luxury of living. So as long as I had a little stage somewhere, a little ledge where I could do performances, that I was totally happy. So I was into imagination play. And how did that contribute as you entered your young adult and adult years on your path? Where did that lead you being that creative? Well, I really was sort of focused on performing arts. So I did a lot of singing and dancing and drama, but I, um, my main focus was in performing. So I went to drama school. I did five years of drama school. I did two years at um, the University of Southern Queensland, followed by three years at the Victorian College of the Arts. So then, and then dabbled in acting and things like that. Yeah, and then moving full circle into your most important job of being a mum to three beautiful children. Um, you've, when I talk about making lemonade, you've been more creative and you're making these amazing, amazing um, huge floor murals with your children. Um, tell us how that came to be. That actually started, like I said, I've always needed to be creative in some realm. And in 2009, when I got pregnant with my first child, Harper, uh, and ultimately after I had him, I found that I was at home a lot and, you know, I 
you know, sort of any work prospects had to sort of, you know, be shelved. But I still had that that need and that desire to be creative. And so that somehow I just found myself using old sheets and blankets and creating these pictures on the carpet and use and then incorporating him into the picture at the end. And so I did a series of those, you know, very basic and just posted them to Facebook for my family and friends and then jumped to the lockdown. I now have two other children, uh, Levi, who's five, and uh, Violet, who's two. And we, again, had a lot of time. So when everyone started going crazy and hoarding toilet paper, I thought, no, I need to go straight to like, you know, some shop and buy heaps of cut-off fabrics and lots of arts and crafts because that's going to keep me sane and ultimately keep everyone else pretty happy as well. Uh, and so then we, yeah, we really, we did a lot of what we call COVID art uh, and based on whatever was going on in the situation in our world or in our life, uh, we would somehow recreate on the floor using bits and pieces from around the home and old sheets and crepe paper and, and then take a photo. And that was it. And that just was such a, you know, a creative, light, happy, bright focus when we were stuck indoors for a long time. <laughs> and then it's, it's not about just creating a piece of art. It's like what we see in that journey and your children being so active in playing. And that's what we are about at playing Play It Forward. It's about that active engagement. So tell me how your children and that collaboration works and, you know, art being that vessel for acts of love and compassion and we'll talk about that more. Yeah, well, we, I guess, for example, I, I'll go back to one of the early ones. My, my eldest son, Harper, who's 10, is really into footy uh, and they, I think they got through two weeks of the footy season and then they had to cancel it uh, for a, a time before they all moved to Queensland and WA. Uh, and so he was really disheartened by that. So we decided to do a footy photo. Uh, so he sort of got involved in that and they do bits and pieces and they watch a lot and they help a bit. Um, and then, but ultimately, you know, they're the face of it all. So their part is in their performance, I guess, in their reactions or in the photos or whatever, Try uh, in the image, this particular image, uh, Harper's kicking the footy, I think, and Levi's trying to catch it and Violet's an umpire. Um, and so it's just about taking on a role and, and trying to um, have some fun with it. And what I love about it is you're taking your passion and children learning through your passion to engage in this level of creativity. And what I want to encourage for our listeners is like just reflect for a moment and think what are your passions that you can share with your children? And it's not these grand gestures of, okay, well, we have to go on this holiday to connect. And as we were talking off air, it's not about these grand acts of service or, you know, with all of that being excluded, there's no much, not so much doing in your, in your life. You've just got to be in that space together. Yeah, exactly. And I think that if you, because as we were saying that, yeah, you can, like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, this amount of connection and time that we have had through this lockdown, particularly people in Victoria <laughs> uh, who really had the opportunity to really work on that. Um, and even though you might spend a great deal of time together as a family, if you were to go on a holiday, You'd be looking at things or going to a gallery or seeing things or exploring or walking or tasting new foods. Uh, but with this lockdown and this year in particular, it's completely different. You're in your regular environment, but all your regular distractions, apart from TV or internet, are taken away from you. So you really just have one another. 
and um, it's about trying to find some very, you know, variety and some some light and colour in the mundane and the monotony of the regular day. And what's been the um, progression of your connection and relationships with your children throughout this time? Um, I think it's been, it's had its ups and downs. I think the home, like, look, it has not been easy by any, by any way or form, but it, you know, it has had its challenges, but it's also had its moments of lightness. And I think my second child said that he actually thought the coronavirus was actually something, you know, there was something really good about it because we get to spend all this time together as a family. Um, but the homeschooling, you know, that's had its challenges too and trying to learn all the different apps and things that were required to sort of help and then, you know, having another baby to sort of deal with. And I think everyone's had challenges this year and they've all been, you know, depending on your circumstance and your family, it's, you know, it's it's got its own issues. And that was my issue was being, because my husband was still working um, at his workplace throughout the whole time, it was just me here dealing with one kinder child, one school child and a baby. Um, and you just have to like pick your battles, I think. And we just had to make it work. We didn't do all the schoolwork all the time. And some days my son, my school son was really into it and some days he wasn't. And I, I think that's just how it's been for everyone, a bit of roller coaster. Yeah. And I love your openness and vulnerability of sharing that journey openly online mm. and for people that are like yes we have a lot of experts on nature play and um, outdoor play but equally it's meaningful in these circumstances just to connect on this ba basic level and it be social and it have grace and forgiveness around the interaction and I love that you're sharing this love light and color with so many mm. other families out there to say hey it's not gray all the time you can do yeah. this and sharing your story um, that brings me to the next point around something that has really got a lot of ten attention for you um, in a great way with a great message as well. Um, and that comes down to your family pledge. So you want to talk about how, how that came to be, um, talk about your family pledge and how it came to be, and then sharing it and the aftermath of sharing that online. Okay. Yeah. So I, I wrote a family I wrote a family mission statement or a family pledge and it's, you know, sort of a, a very simple rhyming, you know, phrases. And it's basically just what I think for me uh, is really important um, in, in, in life and in teaching, you know, my kids just to, you know, to try and raise good little humans and, and to bring them up in this world that sometimes is not always great, but as long as, they can be the best that they can be and just to be reassuring. And I just, I, I wanted to have a piece of text that we could all come back to because it's as much for me as it is for the children, even though it's written in very, a very simplistic language for them to understand. Um, but it is as much for me or my husband or whoever to come back to just to remind ourselves, you know, we don't need to be perfect as long as we work hard and we do this and this is our focus. And if we're kind, we're good, you know. Well, um, you can't hold all the listeners in suspense. We're going to have to chuck you on the spot here. You're going to have to map it out, paint the picture. How's it go? How does it go? Oh, okay. This is it. Like I've got it here. If you look or sound different, trans or gay, I love and respect you every single day. I speak up for what's right and help those when they need. 
I trust my own instincts for the path that they lead, for the path that I lead, sorry. I nurture my soul, my body and my mind. I don't need to be perfect to myself, I'll be kind. If I need help, I will ask, that's the brave thing to do. And when I do something wrong, I'll say sorry to you too. I'll forever work hard, explore, learn and play. I don't need to have it all sorted, but I'll do these each day. Loving thoughts, loving words, loving heart on this day. I am safe, I am loved, life is great. Hip hip bo, yay! That's, That's awesome. <laughs> and you can head over to your Instagram and we'll put all of the links in the show notes to see um, that interaction with your children and really embedding it. Um, we had a previous guest on, um, Jason Gibson, who is um, a clinical psychologist and runs one of the biggest... Um, counseling services in america and he was saying mm -hmm. how he has his family values and one of the and i can see the similarities here in the value that mm. he would say oh well what's my job and his kids would say keep me safe so when it comes to those learning opportunities you can go back to your pledge and be like well didn't we say we didn't we make this agreement that we're we believe in this yeah and this action doesn't reflect that and that can carry yeah. on for life and life and life. So his example is that, um, what's my job? And the kids say, keep me safe. He's like, well, if I let you, as his teenage daughter, if I let you go to this party on the weekend, I can't do my job. It's very good. So then linking yeah. that back into your mission statement and, and going, there's so many really high quality values in there. Mm. Um, and, and what was the aftermath? And obviously during these hard times, and this is what I was talking about, bringing some, sharing this story for that love and light. And it's just been so rewarding to see so many people jump on board with something so simple and then be inspired to do that with their families. So how have you seen that impact other people in your world and your online world? Well, I, I, I guess, so sort of the, the sort of the, the transition from the, the floor murals that we were discussing uh, sort of led to TikTok because I thought I might post those little time-lapse videos of me making these these images um, onto TikTok. I had, I had no idea what TikTok was, but I, I knew it was about short videos. So I did that. They weren't received particularly well, like it wasn't the right forum. But by then I was already sort of hooked and there was a lot of interesting videos and material and I sort of played around, did some lip syncing things just for fun. And then that sort of, sort of segued into this sort of, I guess what we call hashtag ask Levi series, which is using, which is with my middle child uh, because my other children weren't interested in being involved and that's totally fine. But Levi was really keen. And even though you don't see him a lot because I'm very aware that I want to protect him, he's still a child. It's my account, not his, you know, you hear him. So he's always sort of off in the background talking um, and people would send in questions to ask him lots of things like, you know, uh, how do I know if I'm in love? Should I quit my job? Really big questions. And one of those questions was, what's your favourite saying? And he said, um, our family mission statement. And so I was a bit, you know, trepidatious about putting that out there because it seemed so personal and I wasn't really feeling up to dealing with any hatred if there was going to be any. But anyway, we did it anyway. And it was received so beautifully. And I think it just... It just came at the right time. I think the world, especially in America, you know, uh, about I think about 50% of the people who follow me are from the States. So um, I, I just happened to post it unbeknownst to me on a day where a lot of the children were going back to school over there. And so teachers and parents were really feeling it and also politically and racially, everything that's been has gone over there 
this year, um, I think just really resonated with them. And it, yeah, it was just really well received. And then a few days later, a publisher approached me and asked if we could turn it into a children's picture book. So that's happening. That's brilliant. And um, what what's that going? What's it going to outline? What's the the message? Is obviously the the pledge, the family pledge, um, is going to be broken so, down into those values. The book is called Our Family Pledge, and it features it. It is basically just our mission statement, and I have just it's finished. It's been completed, and they're just in the process of finding the right illustrator. Um, but it is all of that. It's tweaked a little bit. I've tweaked it and I've added some more verses in there that are just as important, which I wish I could share now. I don't think I'm allowed to yet. But, it, it, you know, so our, missions, our, our current mission statement is now uh, much longer. Well, not much longer. It's, it's a, you know, a few stanzas longer. Um, but it is basically that. It's just our mission statement and we're going to share it with you and maybe it resonates with you too and you can use it if you wish. Yeah, it's a question I get ask quite regularly is um how do we make an impact or how can i make an impact um how do we reach as many people as possible um how do we change people's minds and all of this but this is a prime example and this is one of the reasons i want to share this story is doing something that aligns so closely with your values that you're not doing it for an outcome you had that mission statement for the values of your family for to create that legacy in acts of love, care, and compassion. And the byproduct mm. is that it's reached people and influenced their lives in a positive way. So you're a real yeah, testament I, to that. Thank you, Lucas. That's kind. Um, no, I think I think it's been really hard to watch a lot of the things going on in the world um, and to know, I mean, I guess I'm in a little pocket. I guess the people I associate with all sort of think like me. So it's it's confronting to see on the news or on social media that there is a bigger world out there and there's a lot of hatred out there still and you just one person so i can't change that but the only thing we can do is obviously you know make sure that we're living by a great example and if you've got little people that you're raising that you help nurture and encourage them to be the best that they can be and tolerant and kind and and i that's the only way really that i think we can really change it yeah and to spring one on you now you're ready to give some advice to other families in these challenging times what would you be your advice to parents out there that are struggling a bit and in lockdown well i mean i'm one of them obviously i have my good days and i have my bad days and i think and i for me anyway it's about being creative i think you're for me anyway i'm always a better parent when I'm feeling happier, when I'm sort of in the right frame of mind and when things are taken away from you, like being able to socialise or go out for dinner or go to a movie, whatever, go to the sport, whatever it is that you're interested in, that all that's left is what keeps me really happy and that's being creative. And so that I just sort of morphed into something that the kids would find entertaining too, being the floor murals. And so we were all happy then. So I guess advice would be find something that you enjoy and maybe tailor it if you're you're at home with children to include them so that everyone's i don't know i'm not sure no that's good Uh, that's perfect great answer and um do you see that creativity um being sparked and that um that fire being lit for your children the more they engage with your creativity 
them absorbing that and being creative themselves? Yeah, so I, I'm not really sure with the baby just yet. Um, oh, she's very into drawing, but I mean, my eldest child's always been very creative. Um, he's really into comics, like creating comic strips and characters and things like that. And my middle child is just like five personalities in one. So who knows? Like he's very theatrical just by pure nature of him. But um, yeah, I, I think I see, definitely see their creativity, you know, spark. And I see the little two, like they, I've caught them playing in their room with pieces of fabric and sheets, making things on the floor or whatever they're making, because I guess they've seen me do it. Um, but I think the main thing is that these creative things that we're doing allows us to have conversations about bigger topics, you know, or even not about bigger topics, like about paintings. We do a lot of like paintings that, you know, famous paintings. So we've done like the Mona Lisa and the Starry Night and, and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's educational, yeah, um, accidentally educational at the same time. Well, like children learn through their senses and experience and there's no more tangible way than actually be there with that sensory mm. input to create these artworks with you on the floor. Um, so they're absorbing that information opposed to just looking at something on a screen. And that's why I find this, um, this so interesting. People are actually using their screens to connect with, with art and um, with these images a lot more. And then your mm. children are getting the benefit of actually creating them and having that tangible response. And um, yeah. anyone like... That, <laughs> I'm just thinking of some of the videos I was watching of Levi and his responses. Oh, yeah. that, that child has some wisdom for sure. Um, I'm not going to give does. too many away, but um, I'll encourage our listeners to head over and check out Levi's answers to Q&A. Q&A. You can share that. Can you share that one when you hopped in the car and asked him who he played with? Yes, I will. Oh, can I tell you about it? Did you mean? Yeah, yeah tell us about that one. How did oh, that come to be? Uh, Levi um, got in the, was in the car after kinder and I said to him, um, what did I say to him? Oh, did you play with this particular child? He's got a female friend at kinder that he's just in love with. And he's like, no, I played with someone else. And I said, oh, why? He's like, I'm just keeping my options open. So <laughs> a little bit like that. It's amazing yeah. what they... Tune in. They feel good. Like, you know, we all have those humbling moments where a child speaks so much truth. Mm. <laughs> it's him twenty four seven. So I encourage I people to listen to it. Yeah. And how are they? How are your children? Um, because maybe go back to our floor murals. Um, mm. You create them with your children, and then what's the process there? Uh, and then I, depending on the depending on the complexity of the mural, because I would have an idea about it. Uh, maybe on the day or the night before. And so I kind of knew going into it, mm, this is going to be a tricky one or this one's going to be easy. So if it was going to be an easy one, I would film myself setting it up and do it in yeah. sort of a time-lapse way. But if I knew it was going to be a complex one, I would usually set it up and then film myself or my eldest son would film me unpacking it mm. and then put it in reverse um, so that you could, you know, you get to see how it's created, but yeah. obviously in reverse. Um, and then, yeah, we just sort of post it and that's it. And then the, you were, um, and, and the children just get to engage with that on, on, on their terms. And I love it's just like, you know, it is quite 
you've organized it, but then they get their freedom over it. Yeah, they do. Like we did a big Monopoly board one night because it was like Saturday. That actually took a really long time. I thought that would be a quick one, but it took a really long time. So we did a big Monopoly board on the floor, um, which they enjoyed playing with. And, you know, instead of the little car, they had a big car and I can't remember what other props they used. But, yeah, we, but it, we didn't play for that long, uh, but, it, yeah, they played for a little bit. Yeah, four-year-olds four year four will do that. Yeah. Um, now that you've established this platform for this message of like hope, love, compassion, light, um, where to now for you? Well, I'm, I'm, well, I've got the book coming out and I, I don't really, I mean, I don't really know. I'm open to wherever. I didn't expect to be ever creating a children's picture book. I've never considered myself a writer. Uh, at all so that was really surprising um, but there's a lot of joy in it knowing that there's you know uh, it, it, it's allowed me to start thinking of some other topics and themes that have come up uh, and I'm working on I guess writing a few of those whether or not they get published I don't know but um, we'll see fantastic and where will one. where will our listeners be able to find your book well, it's going to be available worldwide and it'll be, it's in hardcover. So within Australia, we're hoping it'll be available um, by October next year and um, it'll be available online, obviously. And then I should have news, not yet, but soon about uh, an international public, uh, publishing agent or whoever my publisher works with overseas. Yep. Perfect. So we'll put any notes that we come up with over time. And we'll update the show notes. But um, thank you so much for joining us today. I love the fact that you're remaining strong, creating lemonade with your lemons and creating yeah. beautiful experiences with your children um, and coming from such a place of good intention and love in, like you mentioned, such challenging times of divide. Seems like you're really bringing not only your family together but so many other families. So I've got to thank you for that and... Um, you do it, keep it up, do amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Trying. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on another Play It Forward Worthy podcast. I hope you're feeling inspired to take action and just work with what you've got for your children and your family. We've got to thank Emmeline Carroll Southwell. Please check the show notes for all the links. You can see her amazing artwork and get to know her amazing children. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would mean a lot to me if you could subscribe, rate, review, and get this message out to as many people as possible. Thanks again, and I look forward to you joining us again soon on another Play It Forward Worthy podcast.